Oh, you're Clint, bro. That's what you can, brother. That's just what it is. That's I know it's confusing. It I get the Justin, I get the Clint. I, I, I understand the the names that come with your the profession and shit, but I just know Clint. That's all it that matters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to a wonderful podcast. Ours, award-winning. The Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper, GHBBuds.com, making it happen. Medicinal, recreational, for all your cannabis needs. Hit up the homies at Grasshopper. Damn, we did some big shit this week, bro. Back at it, baby. God damn, big shit popping all week. We handed out scholarships. We finally made that work. And man, it took so long. People don't understand that it wasn't just like, hey, man, let's start a foundation. Hey, let's raise some money. Now we can cut some checks. It was a long, windy road to get to the destination, but we got there, bro. Uh, under a year. Let's throw that shit out, man. Because that is- Perspective, true. Something to be very proud of. We did it, man. Yeah. And you bailed me out, man. I, I don't like weird, but I don't like talking in front of people. Mm. I enjoy, you know, talking into a microphone and looking at the faces that are in front of me. Mm-hmm. This is one on one. And then I look at it and I say, oh, shit, a lot of people are listening, mm. but they're not here. So when I get in front of a group and I have to give like speeches and I have to do that shit a lot. Mm-hmm. So the last one was right here at the brewery. We had our anniversary. And now they were like, hey, give a speech, bro. It was like, hey, ho, ho, ho. It was just weird, man. Because I, I usually just off the top, you know, I don't know. I don't write anything down. Right. I don't, there's no rehearsal. It's like the podcast. There's barely anything. Like, I, like you bring people in. I said, don't tell me nothing. I want to learn about you on the episode. I want to just, you know, make it be as organic and, and true as possible. When we went up and we were having to give that speech on uh, on Monday to all the recipients, man, yeah. that was scary, bro. Because yeah. it was them and their families were there and they're just looking and they're like, hey, I don't know how much they know about what we do right. and what we're about. But it was just like, shit. Yeah, man. And they were all looking at me with like hungry eyes. Like, hey, man, where's the money at? Yeah. <laughs> and then we finally gave it some awesome evening, bro. You bailed oh. me out. You're a talker. You're an orator. You get yeah. it down, you know? Yeah, so yeah. thank you for that. Hey, brother. It's a, um, like, you know, no BS. It's a team effort, man. It really I, is. I, I love the energy you always bring. Your articulation is top notch. I, I felt in that moment, it was so... It was beautiful, man. Just to see how these youngsters were so excited. How man, they parents were, were excited. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They were oh, just yeah. ready, man. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah. so that's why I didn't want to let them down. I wanted yeah. to make sure that we brought the heat. Ponce's Mexican food. Thank you very much for bringing that food for us. You know, they catered everything. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys very much. You know, Chula Vista Golf Course being very generous and providing beverages and providing the, the event hall. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Chulipas a golf course is more than a golf course. Yeah, man. Motherfuckers get married there, bro. Yeah. yeah. Motherfuckers go in yeah, there. My brother got married there, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. like, and, and when we got the opportunity to link up with Chula Vista golf course and they wanted to partner up with us and work together with the community, it was like, boom, peanut butter and jelly shit. That just made sense. It was like, let's do this. Yeah. We have. This was the first event of many. Big ups to the homie, Pinche Armando Najera, bro. He's a GM over there. He'll be coming on the podcast. Legit golfer, bro. He's going to teach you how to golf. I'm down, man. All right. You're going to teach him how to rock a fucking Dixon with the button all the way to the top. He's going to teach you how to fucking play some golf, bro. I want to learn, man. I'm down. I know you've been talking. I'm I'm, I'm open to it, man. I just don't like doing things that 
make me feel bad about myself, bro. And oh, athletics tend to do that. Be an adult, <laughs> motherfucker. Let's go, bro. What's wrong? What do we got going on today, bro? Who's here with us? Oh, man. I got my partner in crime, my homeboy, my friend, yes, and I consider him my Two brother, YMCA man. employees here? Ooh, Jesus. Lord, it's a foundation fundraiser right now. That's what's going oh, on. Yeah, David oh, yeah. Baker, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, firstly, I got to say, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I mean- the feeling here is so organic. I do a lot of these pods like kind of off the cusp. And this is the first time I've been in a spot that feels like it was set up way before I arrived. You know what I mean? Like, it's haunted in here, my man. So. Specifically where you are sitting. <laughs> yeah, real talk. But thank you, man. We, we, you know what? We started this thing just kind of dicking around. You know, like this was a project just having some fun. Like, yeah, yeah. Ooh, and then somewhere along the episodes... Things just kind of like, hey, you know what? Let's do this. Hey, you know what? Let's do that. Hey, let's stop doing this. Yeah. Stop doing that. Oh, this is working. Boom, 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 boom. And then like a two years later, almost, it's like, it just kind of came into what I feel currently is his final form, man. Because you're telling me that you operate a podcast. I, it, hardly, hardly. Very amateur. I'm doing more sound checks these days. I got like some late night conversations with my friends. But other than that, it's like nothing. What's the name of the podcast? Where can we find it, bro? Oh, man, I, it, it is not anywhere. No, you're, it's, it's, you're like, <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. But um, I like what you said, though, about just starting out, because that's kind of where I am with that whole thing. It's just like a couple friends coming together, you know, a little drinks, a little mixy. Mm -hmm. And then we have these conversations that are just real and like, I think that's, that's where the real shit lies. That's where the best shit is yeah. built from. Oh, for sure, bro. Just like organic collaboration. And that's when, when you look into my story and kind of who I am, that's, that's pretty much my whole gig, man. I come up from a place where I was really born into, you know, hardly anything, right. Like born into a family that's like stricken by poverty and like all that kind of stuff. Single mom, right. It's a story we've heard a thousand times, but it was always up to me to kind of build up, right? I was never really granted uh, an opportunity to kind of take off. So when I when I have the chance to feel like participate in things like this, where it's just the realness, you know what I mean? I value that. And so a little snapshot in me, I'm sure we'll get into my story a little bit more, but from the very bottom, from the grassroots. And that's what I feel in here. Like, as I look around, I'm, you know, the walls and, and everything, I'm sure you could make this place. And oh, well, let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. Three punks. Right. Mm. From the moment you step in, it doesn't feel like any other bar I've been to or any other space I've been to. It feels real. The art on the walls. It looks, you know what I mean? It's like organic. We, we, we went above and beyond to make sure everybody yes. feels welcome. And it's just a family spot. It's like you come in here, I want everybody to be like chill and relax. And you know what? The staff we brought in and the people we brought to build this place and kind of get it up and running. A long time to make it, but we the way it turned out, we were like, good. This is the way it needs to be. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. We, we put a lot of work into making this place just be very homely. You know, like you come in here and you're like, oh shit, I feel like I've been here before. Yes. And you know, that that's how I feel about you. Mm. I feel like I met you before, you know? And so it's a reflection of who you are. Mm. And I think that's where that like organic kind of growth, it allows you to make something into kind of like an extension of yourself. For sure. So- that's why I got. Thank you for the kind yeah, words, bro. Look at this guy. Hey, man, you kind of words brought to you by David. Damn, you got to bring David back, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't turn into Chicle over here, bro. You bring guests over, then you just turn into like a little spot on the wall. And you don't say nothing. You better get involved, Justin. Jesus Christ, bro. I was admiring, man. It was, it was nice. Man, it's, it's, it's cool to see you around your your coworkers, man, because yeah. you're the same. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. weird sometimes. I'll see people like you know a lot one on one, and then you put them in their work element or in their family element. And all of a sudden the switch gets flipped and yeah. man, I don't know this guy. Yeah, what what, what, what no. happened to my boy? No. And then I get accused of uh, 
doing the exact opposite. Like, damn, you don't change. You're the same place with your family yeah. and at work and, and everywhere else. I'm like, why? It's too hard. Yeah. Just, be, just be yourself. Nah, brother. That's why real recognize real, man. I, I, I try to stay my authentic self at all times. Take it um, easy. All that gold on you. Look at you. Gold. Oh, man. So what's going on at the YMCA? What's going on? Why is David Baker here? What are we doing? Okay, man. So first of all, thank you for allowing us as always. Um, Secondly, I appreciate you admiring the space because, you know. Guess who did it? Uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, J4. Hey, J4.com. Hey, wait, is there a J4.com? Not not yet. Motherfucker, you better get (laughs) on (laughs) that. So look, man, um, you know, going all the way back when we first collaborated, all the way. It's only been a year, dude. Trip out. Bro, it's only been a year. Trip out, man. I feel like, you know, you've already given me the the, the rights to be your, your kid's godparent and yeah, shit, bro. Yeah, it's only yeah, been a yeah, year. No, man. Well, that's an impactful year. It, 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 it's been. Yeah, it's man. been, bro. Yeah, it's man. been very impactful. We've gotten a lot in this little sandwich of a yeah, year, man. bro. I think we got people excited about mm. being a part of a community solution. Mm-hmm. We've, we've met some great people, bring positivity to the community, man. Um, yes. th- I don't know if you know this, but uh, this podcast is ranked what number? Uno, mother, uno. What? Number one, Damn. baby. Damn. Number one, man. Let's get, let's get a round of applause for that. You got... Oh man, we're only number one because of people... Dude, it, that's what freaks me out. Watch, when you start doing your podcast, man, and, and, you, and, you, and you get to the point where you want to put it out, and you're like, you know what? Fuck yeah, this is awesome. I like what I'm doing. And you put it out there, nobody listens, then you're like, oh shit. But then you keep doing and you're consistent about it. People start listening. Now it's like, like this morning, I was telling my wife, I was looking at the numbers. I was like, holy shit. I remember last year, like, we didn't even have half of what's going on now. We just hit uh, 75,000 streams uh, earlier in the month God. for the year. And I was like, holy shit. Mm. It makes me want to take a step back and like reassess and think a little bit longer about what the fuck I'm going to say. Because yeah. then it's like, shit, there's, people are actually listening. And then I'll tell a guest, like, hey, man, before we come on, it's like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Is there anything you don't want to? Because. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know you. So I'm just going to jump in and be very like nosy. Like, hey man, tell me about this. Oh, how'd you get into that? And what about this? What do you recommend for that? <laughs> and some of these guys are like, hey man, uh, I can't talk about this. So don't even go there. Yeah. Hey man, I can't talk about that. So I'm like, all right, cool. Because now people are listening. And I don't know if you know, we don't edit this shit. Yeah, no, we just, like so David Baker. I like that. You're coming from the heart. So I want, I want to yeah, hear. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, before we really kick it off, there's a few things that I got to highlight. This Justin, this guy right here really pulled me straight off the street. That's that's kind of where I'll start with our relationship. You know what I mean? I, earlier I spoke about how I kind of, you know, I come from the bottom, right? I come from this place where there's not a ton of resources and, and you know, I had to navigate family dichotomy, which is, you know, separation, all those things, right? And so it all sort of uh, came to a point where I'm just a homeless 21-year-old and I'm out here in San Diego trying to do my thing. I'm not from San Diego. I'm from uh, like New Mexico, New York. Right? Mm. So shout out to New Mexico, New York for sure. Um, but San Diego was my home, right? I came here and I found this culture of people. I don't know. I feel like there's just like good people here, right? So I settled in 21. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to make things happen. Uh, just tumbling around the street. Justin at the time was running a housing program through the Y, of course, uh, right in the heart of North Park. And so um, I had went to all these, you know, different providers and different housing programs and such. I grew up in, you know, shelters and project buildings. So I know how to navigate the front doors at these buildings. Um, And they kept closing on me, kept closing on me, kept closing on me. I go to Justin's program. He gets up, you know, he does this thing. You know this guy, Mm -hmm. right? It's hard not to feel at home with someone like this. So, um, I, you know, really interested in joining his program. But this is the kicker. 
I was one day away from not being eligible. Holy. So there, there, there is an expiration date for the programs that are available to certain homeless demographics. Yes. Oh, yes. shit. Yeah. So imagine that, right? You got to tell some people, hey, you know, you're not homeless enough. Mm. Or you're, uh, you're one day too old. You know what I mean? It's a really tough, it's a tough job. So I was one day away from not being eligible. Justin put the press on it. He said, I like this guy. I want to get him in. Thankfully, they got me in one. It literally, it was a day before my birthday. Uh, April 13th, got me in there. And that's really where my transformation started. That was my last day of being homeless, right? That was my last day of really my family tumbling in cycles of poverty since that day. How long I, were you homeless? Oh, my whole life. You know, I, well, I say my whole life, right? But I really been on my own since like 16 mm. kind of deal. You know what I mean? Is that when you came out from New Mexico? That's, well, I was bouncing between New Mexico and New York like every year type yeah. of thing. Whenever, uh, you know, if somebody got a new apartment, right? Yo, come move out here. And we'd crash there for the month or two that they would hold it down. And then when the eviction came, I will just go to another family member kind of adding and subtracting adding and subtracting myself from different, you know, family situations. Man, that's a, um, rough, that's a rough come up, man. Oh my God, man, it's rough. It's rough. But you learn a lot. You learn organic people, right? You get to see a lot of intention. You're sort of exposed to the world in this way where you don't have like a shield, you know, our parents, they give us a little bit of a shield and a little bit of a bubble. So uh, I kind of grew up outside. I spent my whole life outside. That's why when you ask me when I'm homeless, it's kind of 16 is when I said, you know what, y'all, I got to do this on my own. And from there, I kind of just floated. Mm. So whether it was New York, whether it was New Mexico, but right here in San Diego is where I settled. So kind of, you know, I, I, when the question of when did homelessness start for me, I got to say three generations ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my mom was born into homelessness. My grandma was born into homelessness. And so that's just how, you know, poverty, poverty. It ends with you. Right here. There it is. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, right here. That's good, man. And big ups to you, man. Justin, every, every day I learn something new about you, man. <laughs> you're, you're the epitome of do not judge a book by its cover. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, to me, you are an average looking man. Yeah. And, you know, you're very good looking with the hair always done up, bro. How, how many times do you get a haircut this week? Uh, once a week. Jesus Christ. Glasses does it twice a week, oh, bro. Man, dude. Why? That's commitment. I do it once a month, bro. Yeah. I'm older now. Yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, punched out already. You know, I'm good, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, every day. You're a stand-up guy. Yeah, I appreciate you know, it. And, and, and I'm privileged to be around you, you know? Like, I don't know a lot of dudes like you. Mm. You know, I don't know a lot of dudes like you. You, you look to, to the eye, people are probably like, oh, man, I don't know. Tattoos on his neck, tattoos on his head. He's dressed this way. Yeah. He's got this like that. He's got that like this. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look at him. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. but people don't understand that it, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just the first facade. That's the first layer of this onion, man. All you got to <laughs> do on, on you is peel it back and be like, oh, just in this like short, but yet long year, mm -hmm. I've learned so much about you. And you're one of the dudes that I look up to, man. You no, know, so, yeah, that, man. so thanks for that, man. No, that's dope. I appreciate how did that, you, man. How did you take what, what David brought to the table and flip it? Get him a job and get him all grown up, man. Yo, man, it, 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 so for what David's talking about, this whole like energy thing, right? Like to me, it's, it's, it's this attraction that happens, man, when, when, when individuals are staying authentic and true to the, who they are. And, 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 you know, I feel like I'm in a position of, um, of privilege and having resources, working for the Y, having housing, having all these things at my fingertips. So it's a huge responsibility. So my job at that time was, to be able to provide as much opportunity as I can. And, and in the world of youth homelessness, it's sad, man. I mean, you know, David, what is it about? One out of 10? One out of 10 youngsters experiencing housing instability, man. 
You know, San Diego has one of the highest numbers of youngsters every day not having a place to live, right? And and so knowing this dynamic- Yeah, brother. 10%? Think about this, man. I guarantee the listeners, they know at least one young person that is experiencing tough times where they don't have a place of consistent, safe housing. I, I know one. Yeah. I work with one. Yeah. My dude has a job. He's young. He's balancing the idea of like, he's living in his car, getting up to, and UPS is no bullshit. It's a hardcore mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. And we're all just kind of like, dude, just, you know, rough it out, stick it out here and and, and things will turn for the better, but you got to be consistent with it. Yeah. So he's flirting with the idea of that or just going into the military. I'm like, yeah, I don't even think he's 21 yet. So he might yeah. be in your position, you know, yeah. back then. Yeah. So, and then yeah. I don't think he has anybody, bro. Yeah, man. And then, so- 10% bro. Yeah, brother. It's, 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 it's daunting, man. And I'll say this though, is, you know, for me, it's always about just trying to give that next person an opportunity, man. Just trying to say, you know, here's a shot, here's a shot, man. And, and for these youngsters, they have so much on their shoulders, man. They have so much, so many barriers for them to be able to access success and access opportunity, man. Cause not only, not only have most of them experienced just tough, tough upbringings, man, gone through some, some serious stuff, on top of that, they don't have many people in their corners. So they may not have that that natural uh, safety net that many of us have had. On their own. Saying? Yeah, on their own, right? So, Battling. So, they, so when they come to our doors, man, and like when David came to the door, I mean, I remember him clear as day, man. I mean, he was he was honest. He was true to himself, man. And it, it just it just made sense. And, and the truth is this, bro. It's nothing that I'm doing. I mean, this this is probably the most prolific human being I've ever met in my life. David is is an absolute all star when it comes to just being a righteous dude, a person that you can have honest conversation with, um, you can give feedback to, good and bad, and everything in between. And on top of that, like I see him as an absolute colleague and peer that I want to learn from. I mean, let me just say this, yeah. and we'll, you know, if we get to it, we will. But this man's journey, this man from going from um, experiencing lack of stability, but still having belief in himself. He, this is ultimate hustler, number one, man. And he finds a way to be successful. And then on top of that, he was able to leverage opportunities to become employed by the YMCA mm-hmm. and to really be the, the voice of his generation experiencing these issues. This, this man right here has spoken in front of, of, of Congress, 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 man, talking about the issues that are going on. This man walks into a space and people who know him are just like, yo, that, that's the truth right there. And, and we need that. And that just comes down to the need to be able to invest in our young people, man. Because shit, bro, how many of our young people that are exposed to, to lack of stability that are not going to be able to fully flourish? We're not going to have the next great scientist, man, the next great artist, man, the next great humanitarians, you know, on and on and on and on because they just didn't get a shot. David, to me, wow. represents giving someone a shot, letting them flourish. And now they're going to alter in my view, they're going to alter the trajectory of how we as a society are are, are cohabitating with each other, man. He's an absolute lesson. Wow. No pressure, fool. Wow. Jesus. Oh, fuck that shit up. Oh, <laughs> no pressure, heart. fool. God, I felt that. Nice. Uh, but no, nah, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't going to lie. He's been truth. <laughs> he didn't lie. <laughs> no, nah, man. And that's, that's one thing about Justin is that he's always sort of carried that. And when he says like... He like he gives opportunity to everybody. I'm talking every single person. I mean, I'm just one of who knows how many. One time I told a joke that uh, <laughs> I told a really bad joke that Justin has helped more uh, more black more young black men escape poverty than uh, Harriet Tubman. Oh, did not go off well. 
<laughs> listeners oh. did not go off well. The views expressed by David Baker <laughs> represent himself and not Emo Brown, the podcast. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. But, but I, I, I hear you, though. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, if you could see him in this element where he's surrounded by young people, there was a whole community of young men, young women, uh, particularly those uh, you know people of color, who would show up to these community convenings just for Justin. Really? Just to tap in with him because he does have the tattoo. You know, he's got the tats. He's got the glass. He's going to show up to be who he is. In fact, what's funny story, when I first met him, my first time ever meeting him, I gave him like a slight dat because I didn't know if he, I thought he was like maybe a case manager. You know what I mean? Case manager, somebody. And he said, yo, I'm the director of this program. I said, well, let me give you another tap, right? <laughs> let's, try, let's try this again. <laughs> and that was me kind of judging the book by its cover. But I mean, oh, you know, over the course of, shoot, what is it? We met in, I don't know, man. I'm not good with math. It feels like it's been a three like years, been, right? I think four years. It's been like 2018. Okay. Right. Is when we first kind of started mixing it up. Actually, I think it was 2017. And 2018 is when I joined the Y. Mm-hmm. So I spent about a year in his program. And I'm talking like, it's not when we when we say program, right? A lot of people think of like this, like structured. Yeah. What consists of this program? What consists of what what services the the Y offers a twenty on the brink of twenty one year old? Yeah, uh, man, we've got I mean full spectrum kind of. We've got supports for artists mm. who are looking to capitalize on their creativity. We've got resources for young people who are you know of course homeless experiencing homeless experience. Homeless. Is housing provided out the gate or how does these days? Yes. Okay. These days because. The why took the time to listen to people like me and they said, yo, how can we make what we're doing better? And when they started to listen, they learned of more services they can provide and therefore more money they can go and compete for. So right now I am in the same position that Justin was in a couple of years back where I'm running a housing program now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's called housing our youth. Um, and our, of course, you know, housing our youth, our goal is, is housing, but we tackle everything in between. So you got credit stuff, you got mental health things you're working through, you got, you know, whatever it is that young people are experiencing, we're there to kind of be that support system that didn't exist it with their family or with, you know, however that goes. So that's kind of the why, man. What's we, the age range? Uh, so we work with 16 to 24 year olds, mm-hmm. right in that, right in that transition age. Yeah, it is. It is from young adult to getting to the point where you, Hey, I'm an adult now. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, that's probably the most pivotal age, man. I know people will probably say the, the six, seven, eight, but when you're 16 to 24, man, that's make or break. You know, that's make or break to to living a, a prosperous life, yep. an, a, an eventful adulthood, you know, responsible adulthood. So good on both of you, man. Yeah, yeah man. Well, you know, that that age range, I, I, think, I think it's important to note, right? Every human being has this thing in common. We've gone through that age and we can look back and relate to the fact that it is difficult. Now- for those of us, that it's maybe difficult had, with everything already at your disposal, exactly, bro. You exactly. know, so imagine being in that position with having zero, nothing. Absolutely, man. And, th- and that, so that's my point, right? So then you don't have people to fall upon. You don't have people to be able to have your back. You don't have people to give you guidance on college and, and jobs and how to navigate relations, right? You don't have that. You're yeah. forced to be able to take that on yourself while simultaneously your brain's still not fully developed. Your brain's going to that last stage of that critical development, man. So it's tough, bro. It, it, it is what I think I'm very proud of being a part of this, the social service industry and really where we're at now in this modern era is that we're putting an emphasis on, on the relationships that we create with the community that we serve. We understand that those relationships the, the authenticity, the, the the love that happens in those relationships is really the most value that we can provide. Now we have the resources, we can provide housing and jobs and everything David was talking about, 
But our young people see people like David and his team as extensions of their family. You know, it's, it's for the first time I have someone that looks at me not without judgment. Non-judgmental eye. And just wants to yeah. be like, I see the best in mm-hmm. you. I know there's greatness there. Let's now, help get it out. Let's get it out, man. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, being connected to that kind of work, man, is it's pretty dope. How many people are in your program right now? I got about 250. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's man. light. That's light. So on any given night, we've got 1,500 young people sleeping on the street. Any given night in San Diego County. I'm talking... You know, so as much as, you know, I love that 250, right? It's solid, but there's so many more that I, that I see. And I say, ah, I don't have enough right now. Or, you know, like the conversation we had earlier, oh, hey, you're, you're not quite homeless enough, right? Or you're a little too old. You're 26, you know, it's kind of, so that's just, you know, as much as I, as I love it, it's it's a drop in the bucket, man, drop in the bucket. And it takes, I mean, it takes a village, right? I mean, we were, we, I think we got, we got fathers in the room. We got a lot of fathers <laughs> in here, right? So you understand working with, how old are your children? Uh, nine, seven, and four. Okay. So yeah. you got that. You got Damn, that. homie, trying to catch me. Yeah, God, sorry about that. <laughs> you got it. When the the podcast becomes a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, so y'all understand, right? It takes a village to, to, to raise these yeah. individuals and make them feel good and, mm-hmm. and provide them with the things that they need, their basic needs. And, and we can get into that conversation in a bit too, with, you know, physiological needs and, and like, you know, all, all that. Jazz. My compassionate button was pushed. I think when I had kids, yeah. you know, I think I was compassionate to an extent before, yeah. but when I had kids, I feel like that was brought to the forefront and, and, and it was just put like under like, it was into focus, bro. Everything was clarity was there. I was like, Oh shit. You know, yeah. cause my, my, the biggest uh, pet peeve, like saying that I've always heard is like, Oh man, just pick yourself up by your bootstraps. And I'm like, but what if they don't have boots Oh, shit. and there's no straps? Yes. What are you going to do? I was yes. like, not the same, this, the, the same answer does not apply to the, you know, all of these questions. You just can't say, oh, just work harder. Yeah. Oh, just do better. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, that always bothered me. So now it's like, you know, I've, I've become more empathetic to things. And with the help of people like, like Justin yeah. coming into the clique and like Chicle and just, you know, family and people that are surrounding me, my kids helping me become more aware of these situations. So now I'm older, bro, and I feel a certain kind of way, which is why we started, you know, the Emo Brown Foundation, you know, and that's why we started this thing of ours to kind of like, you know, it's a drop in the bucket. It's not a lot. We were only able to reach out and help six students this year, you know, but the goal is like, wow, we were able to do it. Now let's do it again. Now let's do it again. So I'm happy there. I'm ecstatic. There's people like you. Yeah. Doing it from a much younger age, looking at it from a much different perspective, not because your compassionate button got pushed, because it was a matter of necessity. It was a matter of survival. And it's like, you know what? I've been where you can legitimately look at a, at a homeless youth and be like, hey, I've been where you've been. Yeah. All right. There is a way out. Yeah. You don't need boots to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm, I'm going to help you get there. Yeah. And that like line of people, you know, for you ended with Justin. For Justin, there's other, for everyone, Justin, there's, I'm hoping hundreds and hundreds within the Y that are out there looking and trying to help other David Bakers, man. Yeah, yeah. man. I feel it. I don't know if you can see, I got goosebumps. <laughs> you know, if I, if I could say something real quick, to me, the point of all of this, you know, the conversation we're having now and, and what David and myself do for, for me, I guess now at, you know, the age range that me and you are at Steve is, is 
recognizing that we're now the the adults of our communities. You know, what I mean, like it's kind of a mind switch. It right? is, like, man. Oh shit, we're an adult now, right? But you know, that bootstraps my pink Crocs would say otherwise, Playboy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess we are the adults. We of are, you. man. We are, man. <laughs> Certain so, sense of responsibility. There, there's there was a particular narrative that we were accustomed to when we were David's age, and it was that bootstrap mentality. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be gritty. You have to deny. Work harder. Work hard. Like if you're in pain, suck it up. Like that mm-hmm. whole that whole thing, and that worked for a particular generation. But this next generation, where we're at now, that's not going to work, man. So I believe it's our responsibility of, of the adults of this community to have a deeper understanding of, of what it truly is to, to be successful and what it takes and what really a community, the, the importance of a community to, to help our, our youngsters. And I believe it's the responsibility of, of our age range, man, to, to start truly giving back. And that's the beauty of the foundation. Remember right when we're wrapping up, that youngster came down to the table and was kind of sharing with you, Bro. man? Come on now. What David, talking you're talking about? about getting goosebumps, man. My little dude over here from Southeast San Diego. Mm. I don't know if we got clearance to start mentioning names and stuff. Eh. Yeah, but Jose came up to us, bro, yeah. from Southeast, and he started going into his story. And he just, he caught us, bro. He caught all of us at the table. We were just like, he became the storyteller. And we were just watching him. And we we're like, oh, shit, bro. Yeah, like, it's $2,000, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of money, yeah. but it's not a, like a, it's not a fortune. Right. And my boy, my dude was like, thank you guys. Thank you guys. This is coming at the perfect time for me. And, and, and I need this. It's going to help me get from here to there and, yeah. and, and connect this dot to that dot. Thank you. He was, he was as real as real gets, man. Wow. Like he was tearing up telling us. Yeah. And we were like, oh man, stop, stop, bro. <laughs> man, it, that, that, that night was just, cause and then I talked to my boy's uh, mom, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne Bug, RIP. Oh, yeah. uh, I had a friend who passed away last year uh, of uh, colon cancer. 30, in his early 30s, bro. Young, wow. youngster, 34. Wow, and passed away. So I told his mom, I said, hey, I've known your son since he was 16. You know, I've known your son since he was 16. Half of his life, I want to do something to, you know, and the best way to do something for somebody past is to keep their memory alive, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and that's what we did with this foundation. And I said, you know what? One of the scholarships we're giving out, I got to give it out and name it, you know, under the Dwayne Bug title. Because my dude was a hustler, he was a grind, he was a hard worker, he was a loyal friend, he was one, you know, he was somebody who was in my inner circle. So I told his mom, I said, hey, you know what? And she was ecstatic and I told her finally, like, because he passed in April and here we are in October. And in October, I said, hey, it's done. We just we just handed out the, the, the Dwayne Buck Scholarship and oh man, just the words that she told me, I was like, oh. And when I was presenting, presenting it to the young lady, yeah. the young lady who uh, who received this specific scholarship under under Dwayne's name, yeah. just telling her about it, I was like, oh, man, I, I hope it doesn't fall on deaf ears. I hope she understands, like, oh, because I was kind of like, oh, and I looked over and Justin's like, keep it together, fool. <laughs> but then at the end of everything, the young lady came to our table and talked to me. Tell me more about your friend. Yeah. Tell me more about that. I was like, oh, all right. She's the one. Uh, she's the perfect one for this. Yeah. You know, she, she's the one that deserves to get this scholarship. So, yes. It's not a lot of money, but it's only the beginning. It's just a lot. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you, you, you take a step back in $2,000 is you look, is this a lot of money? It's like at that age, yes. Because you know, there's a world of opportunity for you to do with it. It's $2,000. But then you're like, oh man, this is only the beginning, man. This is, yeah. this is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Uh, why are we all up in our fields right now, bro? What's going on? That's, what, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the beauty of reciprocal relationships, though, man. We, we're able to provide yeah. and be in someone's corner. They're able to share that gratitude and that love, and we all walk away feeling better, man. I mean, that 
that to me is an indicator of a healthy community, healthy relationship, man. And, and that's what I think, um, going back to our whole generational responsibility, that that's, that's what we gain from all these things, man. And with the, with the youngster, man, when he was talking about how grateful he was, but he had this hope, this vision, he actually reminded me a lot like you, man. Um, that just told me, man, all right, kid's going to make it. Yeah. He's going to make, he's going to do some great things. And, and yes, $2,000. I mean, it's not a lot, but it is a lot, whatever. Right. But I think symbolically, man, knowing that you have some, some like strange strangers, yes. like kind of like our click in your corner, mm-hmm. that has to feel great, man. Yeah. That was the angle that was kind of trying to pitch. I forget the money, the network of people that are in your corner now for whatever you need or, or whatever bridge you're trying to like, you know, get across. We're here for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. We got a lot of experience in our corner, man. It was specifically with, with you, Yeah, you know, specifically with you. And with the educators in our group yeah, yeah. and with the business owners in our group, it's like, we all have, we all bring a little some, something to the table. Our, our click can be touched, man, because, because of the authenticity, because of the skill sets and really because of the chemistry, man, mm. the chemistry to me is, is something that you, you, you just can't have. I mean, me and David are part of a thousand different groups and different organizations and all that. And those are all strong and they are what they are. But when we, when we click up our ability to make decisions, to rough draft decisions and, and, and to make them go into action. I mean, from the, from the golf event, mm. more importantly, like this dude right here in this podcast, he, he, he never gives himself credit, but Steve, what you do great is you're a magnet that draws people to you, man. And they're, they're maybe first drawn to you for the humor and the fun and the jokes. You think I'm funny? funny. But then people are like, yo, this is a bigger cause now, man. Mm. And that feels good. I believe people are, are, are in, in their DNA are, are looking for something to be passionate about. And everyone in Emo Brown, man, like, Everyone's on board, yeah, bro. Heck yeah. It's scary. Heck yeah. It's like, did we just start a cult? That's a community, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got- We had we had one in two ways to go, man. It was like, we're going to start a cartel or we're going to start this foundation. Yeah. Good yeah. thing we showed the foundation. Man. Yeah. I like that one better. Man. I like that I like one better. That. I never knew it felt so good to give. I never knew it felt so good to help somebody. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you always like grow up like, oh yeah, yeah, let me help you, you know? Yes. But like this kind of help and, and, and this kind of like, you know, extending and welcoming and presenting something to somebody- it's addicting, bro. And it, it feels good. So I could only imagine on the other side, yeah. it must feel fucking awesome. Well, I mean, I'll tell you this, man. Huh. I, I'm so happy to hear that because historically, people that are philanthropic are people that come from opulence and have lots of money. And that's just part of what they do. And, the, you know, and, and that opportunity, the invitation to be a giver hasn't always been extended to our communities, man. And, and more importantly, we think, shit, if I don't have a lot of money, then I'm not really a giver. But man, we look at all of our communities. We, we give in a thousand different ways, man. And what you're doing now is providing this opportunity for people to learn to be philanthropic with their time, their talent, their treasure, and all that kind of stuff. And you're improving, we, you, are improving the, this, this community, man. And, and I believe it's legendary. And I think you should really be proud. One day. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's work to do, bro. I know. There's work know. to do. But Speaking take of what you can. I appreciate your words. Yeah, I got it you, means man. a lot. I appreciate you. What are we going to do? What do, what do we have on the table? What are we going to do with all of this expertise that both you and David bring to the table, man? Like, what, what, is there a project? Is yeah. there an event? Is there something where people can participate, can donate? How can we get the word out to help you in your projects or to, you know, just build up some sort of like funds to, to help more people? Yeah, man. Well- Similar to how we shared an experience together and we grew together, that invitation is what I try to do to extend to the entire community, man. And, and specifically, we, we have a really cool strategy in place to be able to, to share, shed the light of young people experiencing homelessness here in San Diego. So this November is our uh, National Runaway and Homeless Youth Awareness Month. 
um, for David, for myself, for, for our industry. It's a very like a, a sacred time because it's really, it's predicated on all of our energy and what we're trying to combat. And so, um, so this year we decided to try to elevate the awareness to the next level. And we have a variety of things going on, man. We're, we're one, we're coordinating some um, community rallies um, throughout the county here in Chula Vista and Escondido, East County and downtown San Diego, where we're inviting the community to come and be a part of, of, um, a part of this March and rally that we're going to be doing. But on top of that, what I'm really excited about is what's called our solidarity journey. So um, uh, November 8th, which is, dude, is like next five weeks, week. next, like next week, man. Um, November 8th, 9th and 10th. So on November 8th, David and, and our buddy Josh and myself, we're going to, we're going to meet up in Oceanside at our youth, our youth drop-in center up there. And we're basically going to walk and utilize public transportation over a three-day period to make our, or make our way down to the border. Um, and along that journey, um, we're having like some strategic stops. We're inviting the community, policymakers, um, just a host of people to come in and, and continue this conversation. Our hope is to be able to create a bit of a, a, a media buzz and to get the, get the issue going in the air. Because at the end of the day, man, we all know homelessness here in San Diego is probably one of our biggest issues that everyone in every household is aware of. I mean, we see it growing daily. And, and the issue of homelessness is daunting, man. And, and so what we want to say is homelessness is complex, but from our view, from a solutions perspective, we take on youth homelessness and empowering families that are under-resourced to ensure that they don't have to become chronically homeless. Mm. And the way we do it is, is, in my book, probably one of the more proper ways, man, from David's program to, to our counseling services, to our after-school services, to all of our different interventions, we are truly rolling our sleeves up and investing in our community. And so as we educate the community on these issues, now they're aware of youth homelessness, they're hearing these numbers that David's talking about, right? And, and my hope is communities like, yo, man, I, that's something I want to get behind. And philanthropically, if they want to invest, word, let's connect. If they're like, yo, I, I want to be a mentor, word, let's connect. If they're like, yo, I want to introduce you to my network so maybe we can find a way to ensure that in our pocket of the, of the community, you know, these issues don't, don't happen, then let's connect. So that's our hope. Um, but it comes down to the energy of the travelers, man. And, and again, you're getting a bit of the chemistry between me and Dave. Oh boy, Josh can make it today. Um, but it's, it's an interesting crew, man. And, and I'm excited, man. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I look at November like it's kind of our time to celebrate. You know what I mean? We put in work all year long. Uh, we're kind of in the shadows, right? We attach a lot of the homeless, like the issues of youth homelessness to like other issues. So, for example, right now in San Diego, bike lanes, right? Bike lanes are hot. It's like the hottest topic. So we got to find a way to work youth homelessness into that. And, you know, we get a lot of that. But in November... It's about homeless youth. That's right? the focus. That's, That's the, focus. the focus. So this is the month where we get to show our true colors. You know what I mean? And, and Justin, he, he's in development. So he does this all day. Like this is his jam. This is where he can bring those people to really see, you know, without it, without people having to go out of their way, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. um, opportunities like this where people can be at home tuning in. They're like, oh, snap, November. I know I can jam out. And whether it's this year or next year everyone's welcome. And that's kind of the stage we get to set in November and with the solidarity journey and, and other things we're doing as well. Justin's got these rallies popping off across the county. We got one here uh, that's going to, the biggest one and the one I'm most excited about is going to be right here in Chula, mm -hmm. where we're starting over at, uh, close to Trolley Trestle. And we're going to be making our way to the front steps of, of the administrative building, right? So they get to see mm -hmm. how many young people are involved. We got Southwestern College in the mix and 
this is a chance for all of us to kind of show up. And Can show anybody up. show up and walk with you guys? Absolutely. Anybody and everybody, man. All right. All we right. want, we want, uh, how do we know what the stops are? Where could we go to find out where the stops are? Like the time frame, so we can have people jump in and be like, Hey man, I'm rolling with you guys. Yeah, man. Every, you know, everything's Instagram driven. We're going to, I would encourage everyone to go to our YMCA, uh, San Diego Instagram page. We have our route on there. Um, you know, but I'll also say that the, the dates that I would love to throw to the group, especially our South Bay group. So one is November, uh, not November 10th. November 10th is the last day of our journey. The final leg to the border. We're making our way down and we're going to be um, at the East Street Trolley Station. And, and our mayor, Mayor Salas, will be joining us for a nice. conversation around this issue. I would love to have I would love to have you there. I would love to have some of the fam there. And just to be able to- Would y'all need beers or what? No, nah, no. Nah, we, we need presents, brother. <laughs> oh, we, need, we, need presents. <laughs> we need the presence of the people, man. That's you, man. So we're going to be there talking about the issue. Then we're going to jump on the trolley, uh, go down to the border. Then we're going to walk up to our, our YMCA in San Isidro. So that's option number one. Option number two for this journey, I guess I could have gone back today, the November 9th. This is if you want to get and walk. I know you don't like to get out of South Bay, but maybe for this, you I don't know like what that. happens north know, of the 54, man. bro. Know, man, you like a South Bay like, rat, dog. You can get out the mix. <laughs> Ocean Beach Pier, two o'clock, November 9th. Um, that's where we'll be at. Uh, and we're going to stop there, meet up with the rally of groups of people. And then we're going to walk to our Point Loma YMCA. I would love to see 10,000 people there. Dog. I'm just, just going there, just having a good time. Hey, we've ridden bikes to, to Ocean yeah, Beach. Yeah, yeah, that's we, what we, I thought we, about. Yeah, we, yeah. We've done that, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Right, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, so we'll be there, man. And then as far as these community rallies, those are happening on November 17th. Um, and then I'll post up the the flyer on my Instagram. And then maybe yeah, we can we'll put it all it. over the place. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Oh. But again, this this is about elevating the narrative that homelessness is a is a vast complex issue. But if we we dissect and we look at youngsters' experience homelessness, this is something we can rally and wrap our arms around and really have a true community solution, man. And and, and for us, we we do believe that youth homelessness is a community issue and it requires a community solution. And this is an invitation for y'all to jump on in. There it is, man. You have a wonderful way of wrapping things up in a little bow and just packaging it and saying, here, where there's no opportunity or option for you to say, nah, I can't. It's like, fuck, I'm in. I guess I'm walking Ocean Beach. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, guess I'm sure. walking. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's up? You're going to take the trolley? All the way to the border. You were telling me we got to walk down there. I know, man. I know. It's it, it since altered, man. So Jeez, look, we just got. We, I know, I know. It doesn't sound as. I was majestic. excited. I was I like, know. yeah, we're gonna get some walking in. I know. On the border. I was like, oh, trolley. Next year, next year. Because <laughs> what ended up happening logistically became a little bit of a nightmare trying to plan this all out. And we really just had uh, my buddy Courtney from from the Y. Shout out Courtney. She uh, she had the idea. She threw it at us. We're like, yo, it's it's so it's so fire that we have to do it, but we didn't have enough planning time. Basically, like Susan G. Coleman does a three day walk basic basic route that's what we want to do and our hope is next year it'll be 100 of a walk absolutely however though let's not discount uh, the the need to jump on buses and trolleys because that's what our young people are having to do every day so it made sense and we're still walking probably about 25 miles total dog still Damn, a lot dog you've been training uh, every day man yeah these, huh? these guys ain't training man they're relying training. on their youth well i mean that's what that's the best <laughs> attribute to have bro, if you're gonna <laughs> how much you walking a day right now uh, like Mile and a half. Get the, <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Hey, that's what I got. Somebody man. better be there to fucking provide some oxygen to this know, dude, bro. Man. I know, <laughs> man. Full team. Dude, you better have some Dr. Scholl's slips in your shoe, man. Yeah. I don't want you to get Yeah, definitely, man. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Hey, always get into something, bro. Oh, always, always trying to start some shit. Always trying to like create opportunity. That's you. Yeah. That's yeah. you. Anytime I get a text or a call from you, I'm like, I got to take this. I, yeah. I, I know something's on the other. Yes. And it's just like, it was up. Hey, man. 
we're going to meet up with you. I got to talk to you about something. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I know what's going on. <laughs> Fucking Clint. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. Well, you know, too, this is a, a wonderful effort. It's a community effort. It's also predicated on having a phenomenal team. I think you're going to talk about that, right? Like, we got a solid team, man. Yeah. Uh, my girl Megan, Seychelles, Josh, David, our whole, yeah. our whole why is behind this. Yeah. Literally, our whole association is behind this effort, man. I mean, uh, we, we did some time and we retrained our whole why on just some of the basic aspects of, of creating a safe space for our young people. Basically, every every single YMCA in this county, if a young person walks in and experiencing some difficulty, they're positioned now to be able to provide them some immediate like love and care. And then they're hitting my man David in yeah. and hitting him in his squad are coming in like Batman and Robin and, and providing a relief. It may not seem like a big deal, but I'm telling you from yeah. a big organizational structure, it's pretty That's monumental, huge. man. Yeah. yeah, man. David, how did you go from searching for programs for you to be a part of and get assistance to ultimately creating your own program where you're providing the assistance, man. That seems like a crazy journey to get from A all the way to Z. And I don't even want to say Z because I'm pretty sure your your journey is nowhere near being complete. But man, you came from almost not qualifying to the last program available to you. So now you've got a team behind you and you're offering offering these opportunities to people who once upon a time were you. Yeah, man. Every day it's a blessing. That's, that's where I'll start every day. It's like, I get to wake up. I do what I love to do. I work with humans. And so, um, you know, it, I, I mean, there's a, there's a million different moments that I can think of kind of a, along my journey that helped kind of set me up to where I am. But honestly, man, it's just showing up with a heart that, that wants to help. That's kind of where it all started and it's contagious. I mean, mm-hmm. you see, we're in here, <laughs> we're all here in our fields. Right. And mm-hmm. so, that's kind of, that's how, that's how I let it up. You know, I, I come from a space where there are so many times where all I had was, you know, my word, my pride in, in my heart, you know what I'm saying? In my mind. So that's how I show up. And, and that's kind of all that I expect. So when I meet young people or when I meet, uh, you know, a, a member of Congress or when I meet the president or when I meet, you know, anybody, that's, that's what I'm coming with. So it sort of allows this like it allows people to be real. I mean, you, I mean, Steve, you, you do this excellently where you kind of set the stage for people to just be who they are. And I do the same thing. We do the same thing in different ways. Right. And it's kind of has the same effect where people are so willing to contribute their own resources, whether it be their time, their, you know, their energy, their connections, et cetera, to help elevate that. And that's sort of every space. Justin's invited me to a million different spaces and it gives me that opportunity to shake hands with somebody to where now they know me. Right. And that's, I mean, that's kind of my story is Growth, connection, right there, connection, yeah. connection, connection. And then also being a real person and, and saying the real needs of youth in, in critical spaces. So when these programs are, you know, a lot of these programs, they want to put stuff together where they think it's going to be like, oh, a case manager and you're going to, you know, tick along in our program and you're going to grow, et cetera. And they were missing the more nuanced parts of the work, the great area where somebody, you need to let a young person maybe smoke a little weed to, to de-escalate before they come and talk to you, right? You need to let them know that it's safe for them to be however they are. And so that's another thing that helped kind of evolve this game and evolve even the why to where we are now. People understand that homeless, I mean, homeless youth, they don't look, they're, no, they're not going to be sleeping on the street, right? They're not going to have the kind of stereotypical look of a homeless person. Some of my homeless people roll up with gold earrings, you know what I mean? A hundred, mm-hmm. hundred thousand dollars worth of gold on them. And so that's kind of, that's, that's the vibe I always rolled with. And thankfully people were willing to listen. That's kind of the, the main thing is that people were willing to listen and adapt kind of thing. So yeah, man. it's a, the way the game has changed is accepting people for who they are. Yes. And you model it yes. and, and, and you, you, you show that 
And then, so that person in front of you, you do not know their story. They can feel safe to be themselves. And, and so, yeah, I mean, especially with young people, man, I love, I love what you're talking about. Like, yeah, we do have some youngsters, man, that look super fly, dog. Yeah. Super fly. <laughs> like, damn, dog, I want, I want, I want them shoes, homie. But, uh, but that's all they got, man. And they got, how David was saying before, all he had was his pride. I mean, that's what these youngsters, man, all they got their pride. So they're going to look as fly as possible. But that doesn't mean they weren't sleeping on the porch the night before, right? That doesn't mean that they were trying to do everything they can not to get beat up by some dude, right? Like all those kinds of dynamics. It's, it's just, we have, to, we have to provide love no matter what, man. And, and, and that is the new level of where we're at. I also think it's infectious, even from a corporate place. You know, I think corporate America is now going to be evolving to have the same vibe because the rule book... It, the playbook is is extinct. Yeah. Now it's only space for authentic, real folk, and yeah. his real, recognized, real man. Yeah. Facts, facts. Huh? Look at you guys, man. I'm getting hype. Hell yeah. I don't even know. I, I'm not gonna walk or anything. But I'm still getting hype, man. <laughs> Jesus. No, man. Let us know how we can help. You know, as much as we want, ten thousand people walking out from Ocean Beach all the way to Point Loma YMCA. It's gonna be a tall, tale, tall task right. to get. Yeah. More people are more inclined to be like, all right, let me Venmo you some money. Yeah. Let yeah. me do this. Let, let, let me let me donate to your foundation, the YMCA or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I'll post it all up on, on our Instagram and yeah, our website man. and everything. So for all you listening that want to be involved but don't know how exactly to be involved, for the listeners out there who aren't from San Diego and it's just going to be pretty much impossible to get out there, don't worry. Yeah. There's opportunity. Yeah. There's man. always an opportunity, always. man. Fuck yeah. you, Justin, dog. I appreciate you, bro. Jesus, Lord. What else you got for me? That's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much about the good old PTA Halloween thing. I'm the PTA dog. I'm a- wow, <laughs> man, you are everything. The PTA. I, I, you, I, I look at you. I don't see PTA, yeah, man. I, know, I man. do not see PTA. Yeah, yeah, Jeez, yeah. get on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Try to contribute, man. Oh, Jeez, doing your thing. Yeah, How old are you now, David? Uh, Twenty six. This yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh man, you grew up on me, dog. By. How's life treating you now, man? Yo, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm so far from poverty. I'm in a space now where, I mean, I'm a pillar in the community, right? I've been doing this for long enough to where people, I got young people who recognize, they've grown, right? So now it's sort of like Justin, they're coming back to me like, yo, thank you so much for helping me out with a gas card two years ago. Mm. You helped me get to the, you know, a a job that I needed again. And then I got to, and they break it down to me. I'm like, golly, that's me. I see a lot of myself in the work that we do. Um, you were a step 26, in the process. Bro, at 26, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, it's wild. But even outside of like my, you know, the social work, um, business is my first love. You know what I mean? I'm, I was a kid that was outside with the Kool-Aid stand. I'm the candy kid in the Target parking lot. <laughs> I'm the, you know what I mean? uh, on the East Coast, I'm the kid that's shoveling your lawn. You know what I'm saying? So I've always had this um, sort of just like intrinsic need to hustle because of where I came from. And now I get to hustle for fun. Now I'm not hustling out of necessity. Thank goodness. You know what I mean? Now I can focus my energy on these different money-making avenues that may not be uh, beneficial to me in the monetary sense, but beneficial to young people around me. I mentioned earlier, we've got that program that teaches young creatives how to capitalize on their creativity. That entrepreneurship that they receive, right? It's great for making money, but it's really great for making great people. It's really great for empowering somebody to own their experience and kind of roll on. And you're, you're an entrepreneur, so you know how much it takes to kind of envision something in your mind. Like you mentioned with the podcast, you, you're not going to get any listeners on the first episode. You know what I mean? It might take six episodes. It might take a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that empowerment, right, is something that people roll with. And even though I may be giving someone game on entrepreneurship, I know that they're going to take it and evolve it 
into whatever works for them. So it's, I, all day long, I have this ability. I have the stage to just dish out positivity, and dish out love and take care of my community. Um, and so life is beautiful, man. Life is it's better than it's ever been. And, and the most amazing part is it's only getting better, right? E26, you're young, man. 2-6, I'm trying to get engaged next year. I'm trying yeah. to, I'm You trying got a girl? To, I'm not gonna, or, absolutely. I oh, I don't know, man. Absolutely. What about your love life? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little second to talk about her. So I've had the same girl for like the last 10 years, right? Oh, man. Coming from, you know, homelessness, leaving state, coming back in a state. She would be the person that would rent me the hotel room for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because those are the cheapest nights that's how I got through. You know what I mean? That's how I would be able to shower up to go show up to a housing interview or a job interview. You know what I mean? And so I've got this beautiful woman who's, who's always been there for me. And now I get to love on her in a way that's like, you know, you're a provider. You know what I'm saying? I can be all these wonderful things for her. It's my turn kind of deal yes. with an act. Good for you, man. Yes. You write her poems, Doc? All day. You don't write her no poems. That's all I used to have. Uh, I can dish no out poems. one right now. Go ahead. You know, no pressure. You got, Doc? You want, you really want, you, yeah, I, come on, it. come on, we're waiting, dog. Okay. Bird in a tree, is he watching me? Does he give a damn? Does he care who I am? I'm just a man, is that all I am? All my manners misinterpreted, words are only human, I'm human, right? I look outside, I see a murder of crows. What you know? What you raving about? What you holding your toes? Is that a twig? Are you a dove of peace? Black dove undercover with another puzzle piece. Are you a riddle to solve all along? Or am I overthinking thoughts? I'm human. After all, only human. Made of flesh, made of sand, made of human. The planet's talking about a revolution. The natural laws don't have a constitution. They've got a right to live their own life, but we keep paving over paradise because we're only human. Something for you. Dude, one day I'm going to look back and be like, I'm going to see you on TV or something, bro. And I'm going to be like, wait a second. Yes. I know this guy. That was dope, man. That was amazing, bro. Look at you. Damn. You know what I'm saying? When you grow up with nothing, you kind of got to have a little little bit of something. I'll make sure when the video comes out, nobody sees you pull out the book, the uh, book of poems. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, that's awesome. Good on you. Thank you, man. Thank you. So So many questions about homelessness, but that's not, I don't, I don't think that it pertains to the conversations we have today, bro. Today was about like next level shit. And that's where you guys are at. And I'm here too. So I, I would love to come back. And, I, you know, I've got just like Justin, I got a, a directory of people who would love to kind of get on. You in the circle story. now, David. I'm in the circle. You're in the circle now, I'm man. Getting tuned with the foundation. You, you here. I'm getting tuned. Yeah, man. Hell Passing yeah. out scholarships and all these things. I didn't even know this guy does this on the on the weekend. When you have time for this stuff, <laughs> in between haircuts, <laughs> in between haircuts and getting them dicks and pet flannels in the mail, it all goes down. No, man, he's a good dude. You're a good dude. Now I can't wait to 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 grow what we have, you know, and welcome you into what we're all about and seeing how we can each help each other, man. Because I feel like that's what it's all about. You guys bring out a smile in me every time I see you, man. Shit, but one day when you start drinking, we get some whiskey out, bro. Oh. Ooh, see this whiskey up here? Look at it. Uh, oh, it's waiting it. for you. It's see waiting it. for you, bro. That's some three punk ales whiskey. Oh, oh shit. my god! Handle it. Nice man, David, Justin. Thank you very much for coming in and, and just honoring us with these words and letting us know what we can do and what you guys are doing, man. I think it's awesome because you get all these think tanks and businesses and corporations on third person, like what we should do for them. But then you come along and it's like, no, I was them. Mm-hmm. Let me let you know what would be more beneficial. To the streets, yes. to people like me, to this. 
It's like you need you need to get people that are in that in that situation and bring them in and be like, okay, man, you were there. What can we do? Like, what is more beneficial to you? Giving you ten dollars or showing you how to make ten dollars on the regular? You know, it's, it's like I feel like you know you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That mentality is like bringing David. It's like no, now you're part of the squad. Yeah, inject us with what you live, what you went through, and that's how we're going to learn to pass it forward to the next grow. Good on you, man. I look forward to listening to this podcast. I don't listen to any of our podcasts, but this time I'm going to have to li- listen no, to it, man. Go, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Cheers. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.